every time someone tells me not to feel a certain way, I usually end up feeling exactly that feeling, that way. Now, maybe you can relate. Parents, don't be angry, but stop feeling sad. I mean, come on, look at the bright side. My parents told me as a kid, don't be scared. We'll be back sometime this evening. Or as my doctor told me this week, stop being stressed. You're too young to be stressed. Today, Jesus tells his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you I am going away and I will come back to you. Jesus is headed to paradise and he's leaving his disciples behind with all of the people who beat and crucified him. So can you blame them if their hearts are a little troubled and they were filled with just a little fear? If I was them, I would run back to that upper room and lock the door. He'll be back sometime. Now, Jesus isn't leaving the disciples and he's not leaving us in the lurch. He tells them that the Father is going to send them the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, to teach them and to give them a fuller understanding of all that Jesus said and did. In fact, Jesus says they'll actually rejoice that He is going to the Father after receiving this Holy Spirit. Because this Spirit which they receive will give them a peace that surpasses human understanding. A peace that is not of this world. A peace with God and with self and with our neighbor. A peace that because of its giver is spiritual. Now, when many of us, especially us Lutheran types, hear the word spirit or spiritual, we begin to put up walls around our hearts and minds and our skepticism grows. This is probably the result of the abuse of these words in the church and in our culture. Maybe you've heard someone say that they're spiritual but not religious. I still have no idea what that means. The satirical website uh, Babylon Bee even poked fun at the abuse of these words in a recent article entitled, Man Called by the Holy Spirit to Do the Exact Thing He Wanted to Do. Because of these 
abuses. When Jesus uses the word spirit, many of us might think of something that cannot be experienced through touch, but rather an experience of the spirit through emotions or feelings. The only way to know if the spirit is present in your life is if you feel different, usually better. Following this train of thought, the peace that the Spirit offers then is more a, a feeling of fleeting intolerance or of tolerance than an otherworldly reality. Now, the problem with thinking of the Spirit this way, through feeling and emotion solely, is that it's an abstraction, it's something that only one person can experience, but maybe not another person. That it isn't something that you can touch or hold, something concrete. So if you feel bad instead of feeling better, the Spirit must not be present in your life, right? Or if your tolerance for others or their tolerance for you fades, there must not have been true peace and you must not have been spiritual enough. This is not, not what Jesus means when he uses the word spirit. We know this because he used the word paraclete or advocate to describe the Holy Spirit. This word, it, it helps us understand that the Holy Spirit is the one who literally comes alongside the disciples, just as Jesus did during his earthly ministry, to teach and to remind them of Christ's words and to give them that otherworldly peace that the Lord promises to them. Now listen very closely. These words of Christ that the Holy Spirit reminds us of and the peace in which the Holy Spirit is going to bring are not empty mantras or fleeting feelings. No, these words and this peace are always concrete, fleshy, tangible realities. Throughout Scripture and our Lutheran confessions, this is shown over and over and over again. There's something called the works of the Spirit. No one ever comes to know the Word of God just by happenstance. Someone doesn't just wake up in the morning uh, and just, oh, there's the Word of God. No, the Word, the word is first read in Scripture or, or spoken into one's ears for you to come to know that Word. We are made a child of God and given the Holy Spirit when we are physically baptized in the name of the triune God with simple water. The forgiveness of God isn't something that can just be stirred up through mere feeling. It's something that God declares by his living voice through fleshy human beings. 
And the otherworldly peace that Jesus offers isn't some emotion or sensation that you may experience if you only believe enough. No, the otherworldly peace that he offers is tangible. It's concrete. It's fleshy. Because the peace he gives is himself. And the peace that he continues to give today is his flesh and blood in that Eucharistic meal. The reason that Jesus can tell us not to let our hearts be troubled or be afraid is because he gives through the pouring out of the Spirit on the church places we can run to in order, order to tangibly touch the peace of God and receive the Holy Spirit. Scripture, baptism, confession and absolution, Eucharist, these are the places where God has promised us to give himself when we feel great and when we feel bad. That's why we don't just run out into a field and just wait for something to happen. The Lord has promised us physical, concrete, tangible gifts. That's why we come to this place week after week and we ask the Holy Spirit in our Eucharistic liturgy to make holy the gifts that we bring to this alt altar that they may become the body and blood of Jesus for us. In many ways, this is a, a plea for the Holy Spirit to give us true peace and to close the gap between Christ and us by putting Christ into us tangibly. That's why Jesus says that we will rejoice when he leaves and the Holy Spirit is sent to us. Because now not only is Christ alongside of us, but through the Holy Spirit, Christ is in us. And through that, we touch that holiness of God. We plea for the Holy Spirit to make holy the gifts, and thanks be to God, the Holy Spirit hears that plea and sanctifies the gifts of bread and wine by making Christ present among us and in us. And then after the con consecration, before we give you this peace, we say to you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Every week, that's what we say. That's the peace Christ is talking about. This is the peace that we all long for, the peace who is Christ incarnate alongside us and in us through the working of the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. This peace is lasting because now it's become a part of our very beings When our eyes and ears, ears and mouths and hearts are filled with the Holy Spirit in these tangible, concrete ways, there is no more room 
for fear or distress because where Christ is, where the light of Christ is, no darkness, no fear can stay in that place. Take hold of that promise. For through those things we are now peace bearers and peace makers because we carry around in our bodies Jesus' word and his fleshy presence. So after we receive of this great gift, let us then rise and go from this place into the fearful, troubled world we live to share this spirit and to give Christ's tangible gifts to all. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.